0: The Sit with Warriors podcast originated with the concept of simply that. The idea of when you sit with warriors, the conversation is different. And when someone put it to me that way, I really sat and reflected on how many incredible women, women warriors, leaders, heroines, mentors, badass women that I think would be incredibly inspiring for others to hear from. So we put forth this podcast in the hopes of sharing stories of authenticity, and of of inspiration. All the guests I have on the podcast will share with you real and authentic stories of love and life and laughter, of moments of transition, of moments of triumph, of those moments of aha, and perhaps some of the lowest. But they're all here to share and for us to sit together. So I ask, will you share with us and sit with us Tonight, we sit with Dawn. I've been looking forward to this sit for a while now, you and I. It's. That is for sure. The last time we spoke was the end of August, 2022. And I'm so excited to hear about the next chapter because there was a lot of great sparks going on when we last spoke. Share with us how this has all been transpiring, been evolving and growing for you.
1: Yes, the last time we spoke, I was absolutely loving helping in breath work. And I still love that. And I still do help in there once in a while. But, you know, being typical de-rust that I am with my entrepreneurial spirit and wanting to keep myself busy and putting my fingers in every little pot that I can in this business. I have since started working in ceremony and I've also, I now lead meditation and I'm really loving that as well. I've learned so much, you know, I'm going to start with working in ceremony. That was something that when I first got to Rhythmia, I thought there's just no way, like there's no way that I could do that just, you know, what these people do and how they hold space and up all night with everybody that's in ceremony. I just thought, oh man, like I've always had just the utmost awe of them because of how incredible this team is. I'm obviously still in such a training phase. One of the first things that they do is when you're on the holistic team is you have to do a six month volunteer. You volunteer for six months and in that time, you know, you just get amazing mentorship and training and again here I am I think in the first podcast when I got here we were talking about how I'm like running around campus I'm like holy smokes like I don't know this and I don't know that so now I'm getting to a place on campus where I know most of the things still not everything but then I just like go right back into the maloca and I'm like let's just go right down to the bottom again and go from there You know, I've experimented with being in ceremony. There's nights where when I first started in there, I thought I can probably do this without being in the medicine. Sadly mistaken. I mean, I certainly can do it. But you know me, Jordan, I'm such a prove it to me person. And so, of course, I'm always kind of like pushing the envelope and testing her here and there and everywhere and always get proven wrong. I mean, she always comes out on top and it's pretty funny. It kind of makes me chuckle to myself. Working in ceremony and not being in the medicine with everybody, I mean, it's good, but the amount of insight and guidance that you get when you are on the medicine and you're working in there is just the most amazing experience being in there and going off of my own gut and intuition when I'm not in the medicine, I can help people and I'm there. It's a completely different feeling. So I played around with this and that was good. You know, by the end of the night, I was quite tired, maybe doze off a couple times here and there. But then the nights where I decided I'm like, okay, let's drink now. I kind of thought to myself, how am I going to help others when I'm in the medicine? (laughs) Like, Oh man, like these guys all do it. But I'm like, I kind of look at them like they're the pros. Like this is what they do. They got this. And the first night that I drank the medicine and I worked in there, what an eye opener. What an incredible experience. Of course, when I took the medicine, I was served it. My intention Going in was guide me to those that need my help, guide me to know what they need and be there for them when they need them. And that is exactly what happened all night. That night, it was almost like, I don't know what was programmed or controlling my mind and intuition, but I knew where to be, what they needed, when they needed me, and it was just all night. I was buzzing around. What an incredible experience for me going in there thinking man, I'm not going to be able to pull this off. Like, there's just no way. Like, when I'm in the medicine, you know, I go deep. And it's like, how am I going to be helping people while I'm in this? And the end of that night, I really sat and was an observer for a while. I got back to my room, probably four in the morning. You know, I just sat for a few minutes in just silence. And I observed. I went back and recapped my night. And I watched myself run around that Maloka and be where I needed to be and know what the guests needed from me when they needed it. I actually had a whole new level of trust and respect for myself. That was just such a huge, huge experience for me in trusting the medicine and really trusting myself and my power and my ability in the Maloka. From there, it's been, it's just been amazing. I've been working in there twice a week stem cells was down in the whole country of Costa Rica for about six weeks. The government was rewriting the legislation and insurancing and licensing so we couldn't do it. But what a beautiful opportunity. It really freed me up to get into the Maloka, be a part of the holistic team, really see what it is that my teammates do in there. When I drank ayahuasca once a week, which I've done since I got here, I go into ceremony once a week on the mattress. You really don't see or know what's really going on with the holistic team I mean because you're in your process obviously but to be a part of that team and to watch what goes on behind the scenes I was just so blown away. The team of people that hold space for you and the shamans, those shamans that steer that ship and hold, contain that energy and that maloka. it's just the most (laughs) amazing, mind-blowing experience to witness that and be beside them, supporting them while we all go through this the energy that's in that Maloka. I mean, we have some groups where it's anywhere from 50 people to right now we've got uh, Michael Beckwith here this week. And so we've got quite a large group. I think we've got about 95 people here this week. And when everybody's in there together, going through their process and doing all that healing, it's just, I can't even describe the feeling. It's just joy complete unconditional love and compassion for these people as I'm helping people in that maloka, and they're doing the work and they're going through it and they're pushing through trauma or they're whatever it is, their processes. And generally when they do need one of us, they need some help moving their energy or just a little bit of support. Like I'm always so incredibly proud of all of the people that are in there because this work isn't easy. You know, one of the hardest things to do is to surrender And really look at yourself and address that and sit in that and feel those feelings and learn from those feelings and be okay with those feelings and then release them. It's been just so amazing working in there. It's something that I'm holding on to. I mean, we're back up and running with stem cells. And Haiku, I've mentioned her actually in a different podcast. She's the head gal in there. She's the chief of ceremonies. So she runs the uh, holistic team. And I said, I really want to stay in there one day a week. You know, even though I'm doing stem cells, you know, I just, I just love it. So she's like, yeah, absolutely. There's a bit of a trend here for me at Rhythmia. And that is being like the baby on the team, being the baby. Not knowing anything and having to learn and ask questions and ask for help. And going in and working on that team, I ask the medicine for help. I ask for the guidance and I get it every single time. It's just the most amazing thing. And I've now worked in there. I've done 13 ceremonies working in there. I've done about 26 ayahuasca ceremonies now, so I'm getting up there. Starting to feel like a little bit of a, not really a veteran yet, but starting to gain some traction here with my confidence in the medicine and arrhythmia, which is just such a cool thing for me because I've, again, never been in this position in my life. I've never been in a place where I'm really coming in, not totally blind, but pretty much where the people that I'm working with guide me along like they do here. You know, there's nothing I'm afraid to attempt here because there's just no judgment. I'm seen, I'm heard, I'm supported and held, and it's awesome. The experience just continues to grow and gets more and more awesome. Even with meditations, leading meditation, and I absolutely love that. And meditation is actually really good for me because they've handed that over to me. It's really my class to do what I want with. And I've been able to structure that in a way that I want. And so it kind of makes me feel like I'm the boss in there. Every week we've got class and it's called The Answer Is You. It's with Kim Terranova. And she's one of Michael Beckwith's practitioners. She's a licensed agape spiritual psychologist. Kim is one of my absolute favorite people. Every time I'm in her class, like, and I'm meaning every single time, I have to bring my journal. Like I can never go to Kim's class without my journal because things just come. It's like I get downloads sitting in her class. Like she's just that powerful and connected to source. It's unreal. So what I do each Tuesday is I go to Kim's class and I sit in that class and I get a feel for the group because every group has a different vibe each week. And, you know, there's just kind of a a different theme each week with the people that are here. So I sit in that class And I really get a feel for where they're at and I listen to the questions that they ask and I kind of hear where their struggles are and what they need. And then that's when I decide what type of meditation I'm going to provide for them the next day. I do meditation Wednesday mornings. So I'm really able to structure the meditation that the group needs. I really love that because being in Kim's class is something I really love. So I've incorporated that into my meditation structure. One of the things with meditation that I just absolutely am loving so much is feedback. The feedback that comes from the guests after my meditation classes still makes me laugh because I guess I'm kind of shocked that I have fallen so into that really soft, sensitive place where people feel so soothed. I mean, being asked for my recordings and can you send me meditations that you do and where can I find that? And that's been something that it kind of makes me laugh a little bit, you know, and and I'm enjoying it. Like, I really love being in that space of that super feminine place. And meditation is, then that is really helping me grow more and more in that soft, nurturing space. Cassidy and Bobby have always gotten that from me, but they're pretty much the only two people, my kids. And so for me to be able to provide that piece of me, I, I see what it does for people in meditation it's so fulfilling for me. It's really helped me to evolve in that space. One thing too that I'm learning with Rhythmia, I'm being here and kind of putting my feelers out in all different aspects, nothing is by accident. Sometimes I chuckle to myself and I'm like, oh man, this is definitely divinely set up because everything is just falling into place. I'm growing and evolving in my heart chakra immensely. So that's something that I really love. Like I look at these people that come here and it's such a gift to me that they're here so that I get to do this for them. And in return, they're like, you know, it's such a gift. Thank you so much for that hour. And, you know, to hear people say meditation I have ever been in, in my life. (laughs) I mean, I still kind of sit there and go, really? Like, are they just being nice? Like, really i've done a few recorded meditations and when i do go back and listen to it i'm like oh okay yeah i guess it is pretty good i guess that's warranted it's just been a lot of growth in my role here it's been really fun for me you know being able to expand and having the time open up for me to be able to do those things and not be just fully focused with the stem cells and i've got the most amazing boss Dwayne is such an amazing guy. He lets me boss him around all the time. He's so graceful about it. So, you know, he's so great. He just kind of lets me do my thing. You know, he trusts my judgment. He knows that I'm at a place where I won't let myself get burnt out. And I'm going to bring my best to everything that I do. A part of that is really the team and the training and the support and how much I am able to just release all the questions and I'm supported so much by the team. Everything is just so done with love, right? Just all feels good. I'm absolutely in a place of sheer gratitude and joy and celebration all the time, every day. It's really exciting I actually just took over the position of I'm going to be dealing with all of our media trades that come through and also all of the VIP guests. So that's all of our celebrity guests that come through. So I'm going to be the liaison and I'm going to be handling all of them. So I actually just was asked to do that a few days ago and accepted that position. So that's really
0: exciting. Congratulations. You know, I'm just sitting here with a smile on my face because I'm so extremely proud and excited to hear about really what it's like to live in alignment and to really embrace your feminine and to really acknowledge your ego at the same time to embrace your strengths and I think that you know the thread that you're you're kind of sewing throughout your beautiful discussion of what it's like to live in this great flow is that it's really about being authentic in every step of it being in a space that feels safe to be authentic
1: so much of people's lives are not spent in a space where you can truly feel like you can be authentic you know some of us are well a lot of us are in that fight or flight a lot of us are like i've lived myself in that facade put on that mask every day it's not always so available to everybody being at Rhythmia is just this container of healing and support and there isn't a day that goes by where I just don't feel so incredibly blessed that this is my job, where I'm at, the place where I'm working, incredibly safe place for me to be in my authentic, true self all the time. That did take me a couple months to really dial into, you know, because I kind of come in with like, oh, OK, it's an incredible life. When you can really live in that true, authentic self,
0: you kind of feel like you're floating. Without a doubt. And I think it's important to also, you know, acknowledge the idea of all of us can't necessarily live in Costa Rica and live that lifestyle. And we can create our own passion-based purpose. If I were to go
1: back and tell people, help guide people in a way to create their own sanctuary in their regular life, Mm -hmm. I could definitely do that now but I didn't know that before, right? Like, I just didn't know that because I so wasn't in that authentic space. I was in that survival mode and I didn't even fully know myself. I knew I was in there somewhere, but now I'm really meeting myself and I'm meeting myself here. And I meet myself here more and more each day that passes, you know, learning from even the guests that I meet here. But each day I meet myself a little bit more, You don't have to be at a retreat to do that. You don't have to be in Costa Rica to do that. You can just be right exactly where you are and do that. It's just a matter of figuring out how to create your sanctuary. You know, your daily practices, everything has happened exactly how it's supposed to for me. And I'm really grateful for that. I reach out to as many people as I possibly can. And one of my goals for 2023 is to share a little bit more of my journey on social media. You know, I'm not on Facebook anymore. It just got a little bit too overwhelming, but I am on Instagram and I do have quite a few people reaching out to me and I try my best. That's what I think I'm going to do is maybe incorporate how to do the things that I've learned to do here but in their own setting, in their own sanctuary.
0: To kind of go back to the idea of how do we create that environment, you know, from a multiple of, of directions, but the main one I feel is through what steals your peace. My noisy neighbor, you know, living in a complex, you know, my dog, my husband, my boyfriend, my partner, my work environment, my blank, 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 blank. Like, I, you know, you hear all these things. Well, all those things are controllable factors because if something steals your peace, you have the opportunity to, again, create peace in your life by removing that. And I think that that's where the idea of that inner sanctuary, you know, like you said, doesn't take Costa Rica a resort. It doesn't take a fancy course. It takes the idea of just creating, you know, a sense of peacefulness within your own self.
1: So I read The Untethered Soul, and I'm just currently halfway through living untethered. And this book is absolutely fantastic. Really puts a lot into perspective about the human mind. It's living untethered beyond the human predicament. And this would be an amazing read for people that are wanting to get into that space and create their sanctuary and get into you know a daily practice of you know changing their lifestyle mind style. This book is fantastic. It's changed a lot of people's lives, a lot of the way they think. Almost every shaman here at Rhythmia has read this book. Most of the holistic team has read this book. For anyone that's listening, Living Untethered by Michael Singer. Oof, amazing read. Amazing, amazing, amazing.
0: Absolutely. You know, and I think it's yeah. important to recognize the idea of, of sharing and inspiring and the idea that there are some beautiful resources available to us. You know, you already mentioned the idea of wanting to reach out through social media and you also talked about the idea of wanting to kind of broaden your perspective and your horizons on your your own skill set. All of that in mind, what are things that you're really looking forward to for 2023?
1: Um 2023 I am really looking
0: forward to
1: just enjoying life in my authentic feminine space, growing in that space, evolving in that space, becoming more and more comfortable in that space. That's really my big focus for 2023 is embracing that more and more. I think I've pretty much put my fingers in everything that I could do here at Rhythmia. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm loving that, you know, I'm like, okay, so let's see, I I work in the stem cell division and I'm leading meditation. I help in breath work. I do dance of liberation. I'm working in ceremony, you know, so I'm like, okay, I've like covered all of that. So now it's like just evolving my daily practice. And 2023, just learning, going deeper in the medicine and learning to trust myself more and more and more in my feminine space. Come 2024, I just want to feel so comfortable in that space that it's like breathing, right? Because that's what it's like in the masculine space. So I really am looking forward to playing with that and really challenging myself to really evolve more in that space. Here's the thing too, is when I first started to do the medicine and really would go in with the intention of show me who I've become and why, and what is it with my fight with the femininity? Like, what is this? Like, where did that start? What's going on? What I have learned a lot of is just such a good, great balance, right? It's always been there. I've always had that, but my comfortable go-to familiar safe place was that masculine energy. I'm really learning to balance that, really learning to balance the masculine and feminine and and really starting to understand that I don't have to let go of my masculine side, right? Like there's a time and a place for that. That was not really, really clear to me before. So it's still kind of that testy place right now, right? When I'm in that uber super feminine space, it's still kind of shocking to me. I'm like, wow. (laughs) This feels really good here. Kind of like dipping my big toe in. My goal for 2023 is really just jumping in. I do do a little bit of talk sometimes like, geez, you know, I've got so many amazing women around me. They know what my biggest piece of work is, right? And that's working on my divine feminine and operating from my masculine when it comes to certain things. And sometimes you don't realize how much work you've done because you're just doing it. You're in it. I'm often reminded by some of the women that work with me On my growth, it makes me sit back and go, wow, okay, yeah, you're actually right. Okay, yeah, questions are asked to me. You know, well, how would you have reacted to that two years ago? Or how would you have handled that situation two years ago? So when I don't think I'm as far along in my growth or evolved into that space as much as I have, the questions get asked you know, and then they just kind of look at me like, well, there it is. I'm so grateful to be going through this and working through that with people that are watching me evolve. You know, you always notice it so much more in other people, right? When you're watching from the outside. And so it's it's neat to have these women around me. But one woman in particular named Sally, her and I are We're good buddies. Sally is an empath, like a a really amazing. She's such an amazing woman. She's an empath. And we balance each other. We learn from each other. We watch each other, you know? So when she's in a place where she needs to like set some boundaries and really go into that masculine space, she's like, girl, I need you. And then there's times where I'm like, oh, Sally, I've got to deal with this or I've got to talk to this woman about this or I need you to help me to get me into this space. The two of us sat the other day and we talked about how much we've taught each other. We are uber opposites, her and I. Like you couldn't get more opposite. We laugh about it. She's this super feminine, empathic, soft. So she's teaching me a lot of that. And there's me who, you know, I'm just A-type alpha. I still like to be the boss, but I'm more confident in my boundary setting. And I'm confident in what I think and what I feel. And I'm not afraid to share that with Sally. You know, like she's kind of more stand back. So the two of us learn from each other. And it's neat how much I've seen her grow in the last six months and how much she's seen me grow. We do remind each other often of the growth. One of the guys that I was sitting with yesterday, he's got five businesses in California. And he said, you know, you don't realize how much work it takes or how much you've done because you're doing it. You just do it. That's who you are. That's your personality type. Like that's just what you do. And I kind of feel like it's the same for me. Is here I am. I'm doing it. I'm doing this work. But sometimes I don't realize how far I've come. It's a pretty cool experience to have Sally be able to sit and we bounce things off of each other.
0: It's pretty cool. Well, I think that the real moral of this story is we all need a Sally in our life. We all need somebody yeah. who, you know, helps us create that balance, that duality that we have a yep. trust with. You know, you and I yeah. always talk about this too. Do you feel seen? Do you feel heard? Do you feel safe? I love that you honor your uniqueness and the fact that you are, you know, completely individual in your own take. But at the same time, I think it's beautiful that you have found someone to really help support you on this journey and that you've been right. able to offer that in return.
1: And her and I laugh. Like we laugh about how I roll in some situations and how she rolls in some situations like we laugh a lot we don't take it serious like we really just don't take it too serious it's like okay well here we go what's coming is going it doesn't always turn out exactly how we want it to but we laugh and we learn and we
0: say a lot of this is happening for you and not to you I think it's so important that you recognize the idea of just stepping into it I always say people just step into it just step into it even if you're not sure what's going to happen let's just step into it
1: It's lots of fun when you don't take it too serious. Like that's the thing is it's getting to that place of like really not taking yourself too serious, being your own best friend, nurturing yourself, being kind to yourself, having yourself talk change from any sort of negative to acknowledging yourself. I've learned from Kim Terranova that works with Michael Beckwith, like the five acknowledgements, acknowledge Mm -hmm. yourself, acknowledge yourself. So before you hit that pillow every night, five acknowledgements. Acknowledge you for things that happened that day. Put your head on the pillow after you've done that. Let that be the last thought. Verbalize it. Write it down. And go to sleep on that. I mean, that's a game changer. It's amazing. I was reminded of something today. Michael Beckwith really reminded me of something today. And at the end of his class, he had us breathe. And of course, we danced. But he had us do this breathing. And I know this, but I had forgotten about this. And he actually helped to reset our nervous system. The breathing, when you breathe in, you know, you want to breathe in for three seconds, hold it for a moment and exhale for six seconds. He reminded me today what that's doing. Generally in life, when you're holding your breath, it's fear-based. It's like something scares you and you're like, (gasps) right? And so what happens is, is when you're holding your breath and that thought, whatever it is that scared you or whatever fear it is, that thought gets programmed into your subconscious mind. So today, What he reminded me to do is when you're doing that in that breath hold, focus on love and joy and celebration, you know, and he just kept repeating that, bring the love and the joy. But before he had us do the breath hold, he took us through this series of just regular breathing and think of a time where you just felt the most unconditional love in your life, like just one moment. And then he brought us to joy. Think of like just sheer bliss. One, one day where it was sheer bliss and joy. And then now celebration. Something you've celebrated. Something that was just so exciting and so amazing in your life. So he had us visualize those situations. And then we did the breath after. So then when he was bringing up the, now focus on the love and the joy and the celebration. So in that breath hold, what was happening was he was resetting our nervous system. He's like, this eliminates anxiety. This is helps with the fight or flight situation. You know, it's so funny because I knew that, but I totally forgot about it. And so today it was awesome. And of course, after we did all that and at the end of his uh, class, we danced. We celebrated. What an amazing class. It's just such a good practice. And I'm actually gonna pass that along to Cass. I think that everybody could use that, whether it's in the morning, midday, at night, a couple minutes each day to breathe. We we go about our day and it's kind of go, 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 go. And how often do you really not very often? When you're feeling that little bit of anxiety, if you can just like take a minute. Go, go in the bathroom, go wherever, even if you're at work and just do like three of those breaths where you're just inhaling for three seconds, holding it for a moment and letting that exhale go for six seconds. And when you're in that hold, just focusing on either love, joy, celebration, something really good that brings you joy and the sense of love. That was fantastic. The room, when we did that, you could feel it. You could feel that room just rise.
0: I think it's a beautiful reminder for our listeners. And I think that's, those are great tips and insights. And I would agree that breathwork definitely plays a role in many people's practices and it can be done yeah. in a very basic way, you know, in the moment way. And it's yes. not something that has to be necessarily always part of a bigger practice, although it's wonderful if it is. These are ideas of like really effective ways for us to utilize some skills. Like you mentioned earlier in your conversation, tools this year, you're using your tools. And I think that is so incredibly important. You've come for all this work. You've done the things you're collecting, you're acquiring, you're mentoring, you're listening, you're growing. I call it gaining tools for a toolkit. And now it's time to actually put them in some of them, I hope, into play, to utilize these things and to be of service to others, as you've described.
1: In this lifetime thus far, being of service to others in some sort of way, I always have been, but the way that I'm doing it now I learned so much. I'm mm. learning so much. It's so, it's awesome. You know, and I feel like it every day cup and I'm like going out there and I'm teaching people and they're teaching me. You're helping one another. And it's just like, that is the best thing. When you become in that space where being of service to others really becomes a priority and anyone can be in service to people on And on like a very small level, a very big level. But when you do something small for someone else each day, even if it's like buying someone that's behind you their Starbucks or giving a little piece of advice or being there just to listen to somebody, when you do something like that each day, it's just incredible. That's what we're all about. You know, at the end of the day, everybody is just one. You know, we are perfectly imperfect totally different but exactly the same when we can help each other and we can share the tools that we have and do it from a really good place it's it's incredible and i think that that is starting to happen more and more across the globe i could think it's as a collective we're starting to figure that out more and more you know it's about helping each other first let's start there being of service to each other first And then everything else just kind of falls into line from there.
0: But I think this is a really beautiful place for us to sit with the idea of there's been a lot of beautiful things to inspire our listeners. And that's really what this is about. You know, someone said to me, you know, you are a very, very first sit, which is why I bring this up. And it's for me, it's it's really important to bring this up because it's why do we do this? Why do we sit? And it's because the idea of helping and sharing and inspiring others I strongly believe that in past life, you know, you would travel, you would come, you would come together to sit over a fire, over a meal, over a drink, over a a ceremony, over whatever it looked like for, you know, the time period. And you would share, you would share your knowledge, you would share your insights, you would share your experiences, and you would go through that healing, even just through the verbal word. And I think that's where this is really important to recognize that I so appreciate your share and how significant you've been to this podcast from the very beginning. Thank you again for coming to sit with us today. And I look forward to our next sit. I love you much.